Welcome everyone to the Water Relief Podcast. This is the fourth episode of the podcast. I'm here with Andrew Nardi, who was called up of uh, what was it Sunday to the Sunday. to to the Marlins. A lot of people have been clamoring for him to get to, to get called up. I know Alex Carver from Fish on the Farm uh, has been a very big proponent of let's get Nardi up here. Um, and I want to give a shout out to to Alex for helping me with some of these questions and helping me get some information on on Andrew. Andrew. How are you doing? Doing good today. Thank you. Thanks for having me on here. Um, so this is now the fourth episode of this. I've had Anthony Bass. He got traded. I've had St- Stephen Okert. I've had Tanner Scott. He's not talking to me. Um, so a lot's been going on. Marlins are now facing the Padres. You just made your major league debut yesterday. Mm-hmm. Among all the chaos. Yeah. What was that like? It was very thrilling. Uh felt like I was floating out there, but super excited to be out there and get my debut. Another 3-2 to Grisham, and his first Major League strikeout. Got him looking. A 1-2-3 inning. Welcome to the show, Andrew Nardi. So you came in in the sixth inning. Yes, sixth inning. And you had to face the meat and potatoes of the... Padres order. Mm-hmm. When Soto stepped into the box, yeah, is there a chill that runs down your spine? You know, it's uh, it's Juan Soto, so a little bit, yeah. But uh, still, I think uh, although I walked him on four pitches, uh, <clears throat> I think uh, I'd much rather have that than a home run off me if I him. So yeah, a little a little uh, chill down the spine, but. Awesome to face him. So you were drafted in, well, you were drafted three times. You were drafted by the Yankees, drafted by the Nationals, and then finally by the Marlins yeah. um, in the 2019 draft. What's the, the, the whole process of the draft is foreign, is foreign land for me. Mm-hmm. What's it like as a player going through the process of getting drafted, trying to get signed, trying to sign not signing, going back, drafted again, and then finally signing. What's that whole process like? Uh, I would say the the first time being drafted, it's a it's a really an exciting moment. Um, you don't you don't really think about like oh my god, like wow, I just got drafted by a, a major league organization. Um, but once again, um, once you I declined that obviously because I wasn't ready. Um, so. I think uh, after that first time it, and that realization hitting that, okay, I have a chance to be drafted again. Um, that second time, uh, you know, I just knowing I, I, I even told him I don't want to be drafted on the second time, honestly, uh, but because I just know I wasn't going to be ready at the time. Um, so I wasn't really expecting that second draft uh, year, um, but the third one, uh, it all the, all the excitement came back again because uh, you know I thought I was ready and uh, so yeah. So you made your way up through the minor leagues. You played uh, you played in the rookie ball, of course. You played in Jupiter. You played in Beloit. Mm-hmm. You played in Pensacola. Yeah. And this year you made the jump from Pensacola to Jacksonville and then to the major leagues. Two out here tonight. Nardi ready. O2 in the way. Swing and a miss. Got him with a fastball. Is there any pitching coach or manager that you really connected with 
that's that's been like your go-to mentor throughout your your throughout your career even even before being drafted oh uh yeah tons of tons of mentors honestly uh i'll say uh uh, the first one we've got to be uh the my sophomore year of college juco coach uh he was a left-handed big leaguer or i should say uh, professional baseball player uh, for the Giants organization. Um, so I learned a lot from him, honestly. Um, and then it goes to my pitching coach in uh, University of Arizona. Uh, taught me a lot of things there. Um, and then the uh, pitching staff that's with the Marlins, honestly, all of them. I feel like uh, they all had bits and pieces that, I, that they told me, or I should say, uh, I took from them. Um, they've all, I feel like they all have their strengths um, in certain areas. So, honestly, all of them are really good to have for this organization. So, again, along the same lines, at any point, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tighten the spectrum here so that mm-hmm. I, I don't have to make you go all the way back. Oh, but yeah. at, along the way, of course, through the minor leagues and now in the major leagues, mm-hmm. is there any like specific? player that you really connected with and have become really good friends with that you have pretty much been with you like the whole time since you've met uh yeah uh there's actually a couple of them uh there's one with eli villalobos uh he's in double a right now yeah hopefully he'll be called up soon uh and josh simpson uh all great players um I mean, there's a lot of guys that I came up with. Um, even, actually, Eli was before me, but I feel like uh, I met him in 2019 when I went to Batavia for just a week in the playoffs and met him there. So, uh, so I just started, I just, when I first got here, met a whole bunch of guys, and obviously some guys are gone still or got released or uh, traded, um, but still keep in touch with all of them. Um, and... Yeah, just tons of guys that I'm good, good friends with. One of my favorite things to ask is what your ideal setup for a bullpen is. Like some ballparks have it beyond the fences, oh, okay. enclosed, yeah. hidden away. Some have it like right next to the fans like in Philly or some have it on the field. Right. Like I think most of the minor leagues have it on the field. Yeah, not a fan of that one at all. So, <laughs> yeah. I uh, definitely like the bullpen and the outfield, obviously. Um, just kind of, it, it does give you a little bit of peace of mind. You don't have everybody, especially our bullpen here. I thought it, I think it's really great. Uh, you don't have people yelling at you and stuff like that, but kind of gets you locked into the game, which I love. Um, but yeah, I think also uh, like the bullpen at Dodger Stadium, I think it's great. I don't mind people looking above me and like or above me looking at us so no I think uh I think just anything bullpen in the outfield is uh, the number one thing so throughout your time any you have any memories crazy moments that have happened out in the bullpen something some crazy play that that went into the bullpen when it's on the field or some fan interaction (laughs) actually yeah uh in Jacksonville, uh, or we were in Gwinnett, um, and I think there there's a bathroom out there, and uh, I guess a fan saw a baseball on it, and it was like, 
I guess he just jumped over the fence real quick onto the bathroom just to get the ball, and I was like, all right, this is ridiculous right was now. Was there a player in the bathroom? No, I don't think so, but, yeah, I was like, what? I don't know what's going on right now, and the kid ended up jumping off that the bathroom roof into the bullpen and ended up, like, climbing out on, like, the stones and stuff on and out of the gate or out of the bullpen, and it was just... The most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And nobody from security tackled him. That's the that's the another part. Uh, some guy with the walkie-talkie, I think it was security, just looked at him and just walked away. So <laughs> I don't think they cared at all. So. Something goes on in the minor leagues. Yeah. That was pretty bizarre. <laughs> that's a, that's hysterical. Yeah. Um. So you. You started this season at Double A in Pensacola mm-hmm. at that beautiful ballpark. Yeah. Really you then nice. went to Jacksonville, mm-hmm. also a beautiful ballpark. Yeah. You came here to this spaceship. Um, <laughs> out of the three, which has been your favorite ballpark? Just ambiance and like just the setting, which has been your favorite? I think I'll have to go. Oh, even here too? Yeah. Oh, definitely here. This is. A thousand times like of step up between Pensacola and Jacksonville um, even the just the location of Miami too or the, the field being in Miami uh, great location um, and I feel like here playing here it's like a disco party all the time so it's always fun and electric here yeah you had the flat they started flashing the lights when you were on yeah, the mound yesterday. exactly <laughs> how, how, does that at all distract you when you're on the mound and like you're having a mound visit and all of a sudden the lights start flashing no not at all um honestly i was just yesterday i was just pretty locked in uh felt like i was floating like i said and just tried to keep my cool as, as possible as i can so um this question comes from alex Coverfish on the farm mm-hmm. um it's a classic question for him is there anybody else from the double-A AA or triple-A bullpen that you think deserves a call-up before the season ends? Mm, uh, I think that whole bullpen deserves the call-up, honestly. Uh, great bunch of guys down there, uh, especially Eli. I think he's come a very long way, uh, coming back from rehab and throwing absolute gas down there. Same with Josh Simpson, uh, just absolutely dominant and electric down there. Uh Honestly, a lot of them to do deserve it. So, a bunch of great guys down there. Yeah, well, um, uh, us guys at Fish Stripes, and uh, of course Alex at Fish on the Farm. We love seeing guys get called up and everything. We're always clamoring for everyone to come up, mm-hmm. even if they come up and flop. It's still fun for us. And you came in and you shoved yesterday. Oh, thank you. Um, of course, inherited runners and everything ruins ERAs. It's all right. Shouldn't have put him in that situation. I mean, it's all right. It's the big leagues. It's the big leagues. <laughs> These guys are paid a lot of money to get hits and stuff, so be great players. So, moving forward, mm-hmm. um, you're from California. Yes. Um, I think you mentioned that your family didn't was not able to make it over here yet. No, they're not here. So, the team goes to Los Angeles today. Yeah. We're recording this on the 17th of August, mm-hmm. which, by the way, your birthday is tomorrow. It is tomorrow. Happy early birthday. Thank you. Um, any special plans? Uh, just see family and girlfriend go out to dinner, and that's it, yeah. Um, so how, how, many, how many tickets have you reserved at Dodger Stadium for your family? 
I think I'm at around 20 tickets each game, so it's going to be a hefty one. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, and, of course, to wrap up, uh, I always ask two final questions. Mm-hmm. One is to throw another teammate under the bus. Who in the bullpen in Jacksonville or Pensacola is the stereotypical troublemaker guy? Who's the guy that caught, <laughs> that gets it gets everyone going, gets starts starts getting guys going? Who's that guy? Oh shit! Uh, I think uh, in Jacksonville it might be might have been me. Honestly, I would like to stir the pot a little bit around some guys, but. I feel like a lot of guys would just say like a funny remark, like uh, say something smart to each other and just get this pot stirring. Um, like, you know, a good one would be uh, Colton Hawk. He loves to say some funny comments, like just that, like you know, will like get under your skin a little bit, and it's just it's pretty funny. So he's he's that guy. And of course, the final question is: uh, I give you the floor. Any message you have for the fans, any shout-outs you want to give, the floor is yours. Go ahead. Honestly, just thank you to all the fans that are listening to this or watching this. Um, I'm super happy, excited to be with the Miami Marlins. Um, Yeah, hopefully I can do well for this team. This has been the Water Relief Podcast on the Fist Stripes Podcast Network. I'm your host, Noah Berger. That's Andrew Nardi. We'll be back soon with another episode in the near future.